Welcome to Locals Only Cantina. Mixing it up with Brandon and Cherie. What's up, fam? We are back again. What's up? What's up? It's been a long time. It has been a long Multiple time. Multiple weeks. We've had a lot of shit change in our lives. We moved into a new house. I got a new hairdo. Christmas exploded in the house. And um, yeah. Yeah. Street got a new car. Yeah, man. We sound like we are like all of a sudden became millionaires overnight. We did not. <laughs> that, that 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 was all due to our like six YouTube subscribers. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The, the, the six of you. <laughs> Thank you to you guys. <laughs> no, we've been building this house for like the past year. Um, so it just finally got done. We closed a few weeks ago and finally in so yeah yeah it's been good it's Um, been good but crazy been trying to figure out where we were gonna set all this up and you'll probably see it change for the next couple weeks probably not gonna do this in this room forever we're gonna figure something else out to do but it's christmas time and got the tree and fireplace was on but you can't really see that because we're sitting my fat butts in the way and it was super fucking hot with this dixon flannel on so killed it that's why you always got to be prepared for the beach, Brandon. I know. See, if but, you say, let's go to the beach, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go to the beach because I'm all ready to go. You right. got to take half your clothes off. So, you know. What? They're snaps, though. Oh. <laughs> they just snap off. Okay, so after we it off, like, like magic mic, yeah. Sweet. Anyways. Like <laughs> um, all right, let's drink, though. We, we got to start this right. Yes, we do. Cheers. Cheers, baby. So I thought a topic today would be good because um, us moving into this house is kind of the culmination of three years of absolute fucking chaos. Um, We've already talked about some some of this before, how we sold our house in Utah, we moved to Hawaii, the fucking plague shut the whole globe down, we had to move back. Then we had to rent a house or rent a townhouse for a year because there were no homes where we wanted to move to because the market has been insane in Utah. Finally found a house to rent in the town that we want to be in. And we lived there for a year and a half while we built this place. Um, But we've been living essentially like gypsies for the past three years almost. Yeah, I kind of liked it actually. I'm not gonna you lie. Did? I I oh. don't like the whole moving thing, but I liked I think like moving sucks absolute <laughs> fucking balls. I like I the idea of living in different places. Actually, I don't know. I love that. I told no, you. That's, that, you know, that's you know cool. How, that part. I mean, you know I what I'm talking about. Wanna, I yeah. told you that. You know, maybe when the kids are grown up and moved out, that maybe I want to become a gypsy one day and yeah, just well, kind of live in different places. That's for rad when it's by choice. <laughs> It's not so much awesome when it's not by choice, but moving in here, my point is like, this is like the culmination of like a shitload of hard work to try to get our feet back on the ground again. Right. Yeah. I mean, when we moved away, yeah. When we had to move back from, well, when we sold our house and moved out to Hawaii, we didn't have any jobs lined up exactly. So we went out there, kind of had to restart life. And then after COVID hit, we, realize that it might be better off for us to move back at the moment you know i always tell people this i'm like i was making my pros and cons list but i never put on my cons list of moving to hawaii the plague the plague that would destroy so many lives all over the the world you know so yeah so that happened and we had to pack up and move within like a week of like deciding maybe even a few days it wasn't even that much which was crazy because when we were moving back to Utah, there was an earthquake that happened, a big earthquake that has, we haven't had an earthquake that big and not in my lifetime. So I don't know when the last time was, but all you guys, like most of you guys are from Utah that listen to this podcast and you guys know. It was the day we were flying back. Like yeah. they closed the airport. Like we, we were in C- Seattle. We couldn't fly through LAX or San Francisco because of, because they were closed because of COVID. Yeah, that's part of the reason why like moved up our date to move was just because airports yeah, were closed. Yeah, so we were in 
Seattle, which was super weird, right? Because in Hawaii, we weren't doing masks and stuff yet when we left. We fly in there and like everyone has masks on and everything like that. It seems super weird. Like the place was like a ghost town, actually. So when I say everyone, I mean like 10 people, the 13 people (laughs) that were in the airport. And then, you know, it seemed like like an apocalyptic type movie as is. And then we find out that Utah has this earthquake and now the Salt Lake airport is closed because of the earthquake. Yeah. And uh, it just, it seemed super insane and weird. But eventually we got back. We got, we rented a house for a year. We rented another house for a year. And now we're here, right? So the, the subject that I thought that we would discuss tonight is life does not always go as planned, right? Sometimes things, you fall flat on your face. Sometimes things don't go as planned. Sometimes life gets all jacked up. However, I have come to learn in my life that as long as you don't quit, it usually works out in in the end, and uh, as long as you don't quit and you put action towards making yeah. a, a better outcome. Well, that's that's yeah. the not qu- quitting part. That's the action part, right? Um, I always tell my kids in this family we do hard things, right? Um, and so that is sort of the point that I was going to try to get to here, right? So. We're not the only ones that had their lives turned upside down during the last few years. I'm sure of that. I know that for sure. <laughs> you know, um, how how however, um, it's really s- simple when you find yourself in a situation like that to poor me. This sucks. I'm screwed. It's, it's not my fault, and just sort of like fucking quit, right? But. That does you no good. That just ensures that you lose in in the end, right? Well, I think that some one of the words that I have become really familiar with lately, and and only because it's not really a word that I use very often, and it's not really a word that I really think about in my own life, but I've heard it a lot recently in the past couple of months, or maybe the last year. But just being resilient in these situations, and I've never really thought how that word is applied to our lives, but there's been so many situations in our lives, like through our marriage and through everything that we've gone through, where we really had to be that resilient person for our children, for each other, for our relationship. And I don't think a lot of us really think about all the actions that we have to take as adults to be able to keep that resiliency in our lives, you know, and like, and just realize that we can make it through these hard times. We can make it through these things. And because when you're going through a situation, you're kind of like, Oh, poor me, I'm the victim. And how am I going to ever get through this? I can't handle this. I can't get through this. And it's easy to get wrapped in that emotion instead of, and becoming the victim instead of being able to say, hey, like, I can make it through this. And and most of us, actually, there's a lot of us that do it all on our own without even thinking about it. But we've been through so many yeah. things in our lives where we're like, like, things that we've mentioned many times throughout the podcast, like even like leaving our religion, you know, and that's a hard time. There's so many couples out there that split up and, and don't make it through those hard times because it changes your whole world. And when your whole world changes, like, guess what? As human beings, we are creatures of habit. And because we are such creatures of habit, when anything becomes different or changed for the better or for the bad or for any reason, all of a sudden we're put in this panic mode and maybe this paralyzed mode of like, why is this happening to me? Instead of like, how do I make it through it? Yeah, I listened to this. um, I actually discovered, I don't know why I haven't, heard of him before but i just discovered wes watson if you haven't heard heard of him look him up youtube instagram all that stuff the dude's awesome um but i but he said something that totally like resonated with me um now that i'm saying this i'm pretty sure it's wes anyways we're just gonna assume it's wes (laughs) wes if you ever hear this you're awesome um and if it's not you then it was somebody else who's who's also awesome. <laughs> Anyways, um, he said that he lives by a couple of frames that he's created in his mind. 
And uh, one of those frames is this, right? So he, if he goes through a hard time, if life's hard, is beating him down, the first frame that he that he thinks about is this. He imagines himself as a 75-year-old man, um, old, gray, weaker than he is now. And he thinks from his 75-year-old self looks back on where he is now. And he thinks about, man, I wish I, I wish I was still young like that. I wish I still had strength like that. I wish I still had the endurance to endure all these things and the, the strength to, to overcome and to do all these things and be in that place with my young wife and my young kids and all this stuff. And he said, like, no matter how hard his time is or his day is that day, putting himself in that place and that mindset where he's looking back towards the end, end of his life, looking back towards where he is now, thinking how cool it would be to be there again, totally like flips the script, right? Make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that frame that he's created for himself instantly can change his mind. Um, another thing was this, where he thinks, you know, now that I'm saying this, I'm pretty sure this was not Wes, actually. <laughs> Um, crap. Who who said this? <laughs> Anyways, Wes is awesome also, but this was someone else. But he says, um, oh, I know who it is now. I just, I can picture him in my head. I just can't think of his name. He was on the Bedros Cool Coolian show. Um, I will figure it out maybe. Um, but until then, the second frame frame was this, right? He thinks t- to himself, you know, if I had had this situation a thousand times before, how would I react to it, right? So like the first time that you get broken up with, it's awful. But if you got broken up with a thousand days in a row, what would your emotional reaction be? Probably not that, that much, right? Because you're just used to it and you understand it's not so bad and you can move on again, right? And so he puts himself in that frame, right? It's like, oh, well, that sucks. I just lost this deal but yeah i just imagine i've lost that same deal a thousand times and how would i emotionally react right and so that like chills him out right and so um the reason that resonated with me is because now i haven't had a thousand of these things but the more of these times where we do sort of fall on our face or we do have to start over or we do have a business partner that screws us over or we have a plague that fucks us over and we got to move again right eventually you get to the point where it's like you know what i think i can lose it all and i can start over again and i'll probably be okay and we're kind of one of those weird couples or weird people (laughs) and here's where like we're alike in this way right where like I remember the day that we told some of our best friends that we were moving to Hawaii, right? And remember that day when we were at the park and we told them. Yeah. And one of the things that they said to us is they said if anyone can do it, you guys are going to be able to do it. And it was really cool in that moment to be able to see some of our best friends be able to say, you know what, you guys can make it through this stuff because basically they're saying you guys are resilient. You guys make it work no matter what. And weirdly enough, we both knew that about each other, right? Like we're both hard workers. And so we knew no, no matter what situation and all the things that we'd been through in the past that we were going to make it through. And I think that's important in a relationship and as a couple, because you never know what's going to happen the next day. Right. And when you like, say you, what if you're a stay at home mom and your husband is, has this amazing job that pays really well. And all of a sudden something crazy in the world happens like COVID or whatever it might be. And they lose their job. They lose everything. No severance pay, no nothing. They just lose their job or maybe they're just laid off or let go all of a sudden being a stay-at-home mom and losing that income as a family there's many situations where you can be resentful towards your partner or resentful in so many different ways like you're going to start resenting him because the money's not coming in he's resenting you because he's he feels like you're blaming him and then he's feeling like super depressed and that's where like really those are the moments where you have to step in and be there for each other 
and, and unlucky or lucky enough we've had any of those opportunities where we've had to kind of step up and be there for each other and yeah. and I think that's important in any type of relationship yeah I've been really into uh the into a bed bedros cool coolian lately and he does he talks a lot about how life happens for you not to you you know and when you can take that m mindset of even when something sucks you know maybe you lost your job you lost your career but then eventually you had to figure it out and you did some something else that you actually enjoy and it becomes like your dream right like that didn't like that happened to you, but it actually happened for you because it led you to a different place, right? Um, but there's a key to that, though. The key to that is you can't just like give up, right? You know, you got to still stay p positive the best you can. You got to still keep t taking action and all that stuff. And I feel like that's something that we've been okay at. There's all sorts of goals that that. Um, I feel like I, I want to achieve that I'm nowhere near e either though, right? You know, um, how, how, however, sometimes you just have to give yourself props where, where props are due, you know? Um, I listened to another thing this morning where it said, you know, a, a successful person, what did it say? It said, a successful person is not somebody who has a lot of money. Money comes because the person is successful. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Um, so when you start out, and he, and he made the point like, you know, a successful person is somebody who knows where he's going, is willing to take the action to get there, to do the things. The instant that guy decides to do those things and start to take those steps, instantly he's successful. The m money will come but he's successful before the money comes and that's why it comes. Oh, I love that. Does that like make one sense? Of, one of my favorite things, like, I mean, many of you guys have probably heard this, like, if, especially if you've listened to, like, the other podcasts that I do. I did a whole podcast about this one speech that Matthew McConaughey does at this graduation thing. And I've actually only seen pieces or heard pieces of it here and there, but I listened to the whole thing the other day and it was kind of crazy because he goes down that road in so many ways and it's kind of crazy because oh my gosh i totally forgot what i was talking about. matthew mcconaughey <laughs> wait what were I you said, saying i said that, <laughs> I said that a per person is not successful because he has m m money he has oh yes money okay yeah because yeah. he is successful sorry i'm getting old i i have memory loss <laughs> But no, what he's what he was saying there is he was working as an actor and he was working hard and he's putting in all the work and he wanted to have these Oscars and these Grammys and he was like working for the goal, right? Like he was like, I gotta work hard for this, for this. And he's like, he's like, I was never successful as an actor. He's like, the day that I became successful as an actor was when I realized that the day to day in and out of acting was the reward that's when it changed my whole world. Mm -hmm. And I love that because any job that you have, any task that you have in this life, like we, we've we talked about this before, like just you and I, where we feel like we have these tasks that we have to complete every day, right? And it, it's when those tasks that you have to complete every day become the reward in your life. That's where real joy comes from. That's when all of a sudden, that success happens for you yeah. because all of a sudden you're enjoying what you're doing. You become really brilliant and great at what you're doing on the day to day thing. And it, people respond to that greatness. Right. And that's what happened for him. He's like one day when I realized that that was my reward, it, he's like my fame and everything that I, that I got in return from acting came after that moment. And I think that's the most beautiful thing because you can be working a nine to five job. You can be working a crazy hard job, but when you can really sit down and be like, okay, this is fun. This is where I'm meant to be. This is the reward. Then that's when you really become successful. Yeah.
Because guess what? Like we have so many people, we've talked about this before, where you can have all the money in the world and you might be lacking in a relationship. You can have the best relationship in the world, but if you're not successful in other ways, then you're going to constantly have desire, have need for something more, right? But when you can really just like have successes in the everyday, all the different tasks you do, all of a sudden your whole world opens up to you and you can really achieve anything that you want to like you feel unstoppable at that point yeah but i love i that's one of my favorite speeches and and if you haven't heard it like it is pretty intense it's pretty amazing because he sets out pretty much i think that's that whole speech was about the secret of life like i love that speech it's one of my favorites Um, one thing i was also gonna say i love like you talking about how um we have to respond to certain situations in our life. And one of the books that I've been reading recently um, is The Seven Habits um, from Stephen Covey. Mm-hmm. But um, he talks about the word responsibility and what that actually means. And the thing that I love about the way that he pulls it apart is the word responsibility is response able, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all able to respond in a certain way, but when we respond, in a way that actually like betters our life that moves us forward that moves us to the next level then that's when we actually become good at that responsibility part we can think yeah. we're responsible and we can do all the response <laughs> all of a sudden there's christmas tree's got this super annoying <laughs> clock i was in the bathroom i don't know why he's in the bathroom it's Charged not in the bathroom is, is not in the bathroom it's right over there <laughs> I'm a little tired. (laughs) Responsive, able. No, I think I think that's like one of the beautiful things that I've learned from like this part of the book that I'm reading is just honestly like we can respond. We all have to respond in a certain way, but when you realize that you are able to choose that response and you can choose it to better your life, or you can just let it happen to you, and your response is just to pity me or victimize yourself then that puts you in a whole different category. And so when we're able to realize that we are choosing that response, whether it's negative, whether it's positive, when you're in the... Untime. We're back. So you were talking about Stephen Covey. No, so... I don't really exact know exactly where you ended, but um, but yeah, that's that's like FIO, right? Figure it out, right? Sometimes life gets hard, right? But the difference between people who can move on and those who don't are those who can f- f- figure it out. Those who are responsible, able, they can encounter a shitty situation, figure it out, overcome. Well, it's weird because, and why I said that, like, over the past year, I really thought about that word a lot is because I don't think many of us really think about that word and how important that word is. And there's so many of us, like, these days that get so stuck in our own heads and our own minds. I I say that because I've been there before. And you keep feeling like your world is cycling around to this depression. And it's this circle of depression that you keep getting into, right? And when you realize what that word means and how it can really affect your life for the better, that's when you can go into a situation and you realize, okay, I, I've made it through other hard things and I can make it through this. And I think resilient is such a strong word. Like, I feel like it should be like a superhero word, honestly. But, yeah. I think it's a superhero power yeah. because honestly, thinking back on our lives and all the stuff that we've had to deal with, like honestly, I feel very proud of ourselves and what we've been through and what we've made it through because there's so many people who stop and become the victim for yeah. less, you know. Well, that's what that's what I meant when I said like some sometimes you just got to give props and props are due, right? Like maybe you're not. Maybe, maybe I'm not where I want to be in life, but like compared to like maybe some of the shit that I had to deal with that I've overcome, maybe I'm way ahead of where maybe anyone expected me to be, or especially myself expected me to be, you know what I mean? Or you, or you, right? Like, um, 
you just got to give props where props are due. Um, that being said, you got to be taking action to deserve those props too, right? You know, I mean, there's also the special kind of insane person that thinks that they're awesome when they're <laughs> absolutely not, right? Like, I mean, there's that too, right? But no, it's well, awesome. I think like what I was saying in the beginning and meaning that you can't just stay stagnant. You have to take action on it is because sometimes you can go through a situation and you can have something happen to you and maybe you don't give up, but you just stay there. And yeah. when you stay in that place, you're not really giving up because you're still like doing the bare minimum. But it's when you can take it to the next level and say, I'm worth more. I can do more. I can better my life. I can better the well, situation. A person's only successful when they're working towards a goal and they're achieving that goal, right? But then say they achieve that goal. Then they just stay there. I mean, by definition, they're, they're probably not, maybe they achieved that goal, but now they're stagnant again, right? Most people, all the successful people that I look up to and that I strive to be like, they get to a goal, then they set this goal, then they set this goal, then they set that, like, the, they never fucking stop, right? You know? And so they ne never stay stagnant. And that may sound exhausting, but honestly, and a lot of people... But they are, do it in a way that they enjoy it, though. No, that's, like, that's they, where I'm going. They, they is, chase their dreams, right? Is I think that people think, oh, why, if I'm happy here, why do I want to try and work hard for that next level? You know, like, because there are people who are happy where they're at. Like, I could stay where I'm at, and I could be, I could be happy, right? Like, I can be happy in that moment. But I'm at my most ha like joyful time in my life when I know I have the next thing to work towards, when I have the next thing to like bring into my life, because I know that there's so much in this world that I can have for myself, and I want to go out there and get it, and and not only for myself, but for my children, for you, for everyone around me. Like there's ways to better our lives, better other people's lives, and it, you just gain so much from being able to better your lives and other yeah. people's. But I don't know. I think that. Yeah. Now to, I think we should wrap this around to like relationships, right? So we talked about being successful. We talked about overcoming life's obstacles, all that stuff. All that shit applies to a relationship also, right? Because you have those hard times where you think, oh, fuck this person, fuck that person. I'm never going to get over this or forgive or this or that, right? Well, like we've said before, what are you, your options? You can give up and quit. Or you can overcome and move on, right? Now, maybe some of you want to just fucking move on, move on, on, right? I, you know, I guess if the per person's awful that you're with and there's no redeeming them, then I guess that might be the choice to make, right? More, more often than not, though, I think both partners want the same thing. They both want to be good. They both want to have fun together. They both want to have a dope sex life. They both want to achieve goals as a couple but you get wrapped up in your own head about you know like Shri said like oh well i lost my job and she blames me and blah 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 like life just gets hard it gets in the way right but there are ways to overcome that right well i think that's especially what it is is like when you have hard times in a relationship all of a sudden it becomes and this may sound awful but I hope Brennan will agree with me, but I think like in those moments where you all of a sudden are in your own head, you all of a sudden become selfish in a way because you're just like, oh, my partner is not living up to these standards or not doing that. And then it, it gets you in this like moment of feeling like I need, I need, I need, I need. And I think the best thing that like I get out of those situations is when I'm feeling like that is when I change, try to change my mindset. And this is super hard, especially when you're going through a really hard thing as a couple. But like just being able to step outside yourself and say, okay, well, how do I turn this around? Do I turn this around by going to him and saying, I hate these all these things about you? Or what if you went to them and said, and became this person that you used to be in the relationship you go back to those like kind of what we've talked about before where you kind of take it back to like what made your relationship fun in the first place 
because sometimes, especially if you've been married for so long, people are stubborn, they're in their ways, they're adults, they like make their own choices. But when you can kind of step outside yourself and realize, okay, we just need to take this back to the fun, back to the relationship, because really in the long run, like we both want the best for each other. We both want better and our best experiences together. And sometimes you can kind of like have all this stuff weigh on top of you and you get inside your own head and you realize by giving to your partner, that's when you get that back, what you've been like starving for. Yeah. You usually, if you're having a hard time and you feel like, oh, I'm not getting this or that, usually, probably always the best way to fix this situation instead of demanding more is to, is to serve the, the, the per, person, you know, um, to serve them to just like Shree said, go back to just the roots of where you were, where you could have fun together, whatever, but you never achieve any success by demanding you be this way. I demand you be this way. This is what I expect, right? Like that's just never going to win. Right. But I think you take it even a step further and it's not just about serving the other person because I could be like, oh, I hate Brandon because he does this, but I'm going to make him breakfast tomorrow. No, because guess what's going to happen? I'm going to make him breakfast tomorrow and then I'm going to be like, I hate Brandon. I'm doing this because I'm trying to stir Poison him my I... eggs? <laughs> right? Ar- like... Arsenic in, in, in my eggs? <laughs> There's so many ways that we can serve without the love, right? And I think that does happen in relationships where you're just like almost in spite of them. And so that's what I mean by like taking it back to that earlier stages in your relationship and being like being that sexy fun that you used to have, you know, and sometimes it's hard to get. But sometimes it's hard to get there, though. And sometimes the first thing you have to do is even if it is begrudgingly, you just have to serve. Yeah. Right. Um, you have to take that step. There has to be a start. There has to be a start someplace, right? We got, we have some good thoughts about fighting and arguing. (laughs) We do it every now and again, just like any normal couple. Fighting? No, just like having those disagreements and getting that place. Like it's being married is not the easiest thing, but. Well, it'd be a lot easier if you would disagree that I'm right all the time. Right. Right. He's See? wrong. He's wrong. It's no. me. <laughs> yeah, you you are wrong. That's right. <laughs> As women, we realize that we're the right ones. Uh-huh. We just let them think. Okay. They're right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> no, but here's my point, though. Right? Like, j- just like we said, usually things will work out if you don't quit. Right? People quit far too soon. Yeah. And there's there's lots of ways in a relationship to not quit. Even if you begrudgingly do it to start with, serve, right? Um, I usually talk to the guys because I'm a dude and you're the ones that, that, that I understand, right? Um, it's winter time. It's snowing. It snows. You're going to have to go shovel the dr- driveway in the cold. She's going to be upstairs in her bed still warm. Or working at her desk, staring out the window at me out there in the cold, I'm sure. Grab the freaking thing and just brush the shit off of her car also while you're out there, right? Why? Because it makes her life easier when she has to leave. Or when one of the kids' cars won't start and she has to take them to school or something like that, right? There's little small things you can do here and there that are simple, and actually make a difference and make the person appreciate it. Well, really, I think, especially for women, it's a whole lot about the small things that all add up together. And I think probably for both men and women, you know, like it's all the little things that you put into every day that makes them feel important, that makes them feel like you care, that you like do things for them, you know, and you can't stop doing those things for your partner because a lot of times we get complacent and we don't do those things. Guys don't need you to wipe the snow off their car. No. You know what they need? What? Lingerie. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. You come to bed in that and like the slate's wiped clean. 
It's easier like that. So I have to do naked man. Yeah, well, lingerie. Oh, lingerie, not just naked man. N- naked man's cool too, but um, no, it's just, a, I'm just making a point that like, we're simple. Like dudes like affection. We like, like that's how we feel loved, right? But you guys feel loved when we serve you and that's cool. That's what we're supposed to do, right? Like t- take it back to the old school, right? Who was it that went out and killed the beast and like dragged home t- dinner, right? We, we still do the same thing, at least we, we ought to, you know? We just do it in different ways. And that makes people feel appreciated. Well, too, like, if you never, if you feel like, oh, I can do this all myself, I, I don't need a man, or I can do this, I can do that, and I'm good, I'm independent, right? That doesn't really help or play into a relationship and being able to have a resilient relationship because... I think when you accept and love the things that your partner do for you, like it connects you on a different level because you appreciate what your partner's giving to you and vice versa with the lingerie, you know, like that's a way that you want me to wear your lingerie. <laughs> I know you want to. That'd be weird. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is like I could put the effort into doing that because I know it means something to you. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people just decide that it's a little too much effort. It's a little too much effort to clean the extra car off. It's a little too people much don't, effort. People don't think it's too much effort. They just don't care because they, I think lots of times when they don't do those small things, they're like, well, I'm just not going to do that to him because, or for him or for her because fuck them because they're being like this, right? You know, we all know we could do things or should do things that the other person would like, but. A lot of times that I've seen in relationships and people I've talked to and maybe in, in our own experiences when we don't serve each other the way that we, we ought to is because we might feel that the other person might not deserve it, right? However, if you want to fix the situation and move on, you do it whether they deserve it or not. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I was saying is like we get stuck in these cycles and it becomes very selfish because you're like all of a sudden like I need this. I need this. They don't deserve it because I'm not getting it. And when you can break out of that cycle and say, "Okay, I'm only going to stop this cycle if I start doing stuff for my partner. That's when the cycle stops. That's when you stop feeling that way. That's when you get outside of your head because I remember there was even a moment where I was like just feeling that way, right? Like one of those cycles that came around and I was just like, oh, I hate this and I can't stand this. And like, I'm not going to do this because I, because like, I'm not feeling good. And like, this must have been your ex boyfriend because I'm perfect. Yeah, yeah, Brennan's perfect. <laughs> No, but I remember in that moment, I'm like, okay, he's getting home from work and I'm going to say this, 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 and this. I'm going to tell him what I need, what he's lacking in and like what I need to get from him. And I, and I sat with myself in this moment because it was a really hard time that we were going through. And I was just sitting thinking about this for an hour before you got home. And about 10 minutes before you got home from work, all of a sudden I was just thinking about it and I was like, what am I going to get out of that situation? Does this help my relationship or does it hurt my relationship? Yes, I do believe it's important to express your needs in a relationship. You should always express your needs and your desires in a relationship. But am I going to express my needs and desires or am I just going to have kind of a bitch fest and tell him exactly like what I'm all the angst and the hurt and like the selfishness that I'm like, me, 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 why aren't I getting this? Why, like, I could be that person, but where's it, what is it gonna get me when I get, when he gets home and I tell him all that stuff? All of a sudden, we're gonna end up fighting all night long. We're not gonna sleep. We're gonna go the next day not having, being able to work because we're just contemplating our whole fight and everything that we went through. Or I can just settle and get to a good place within myself and I can say, you know, I'm going to take it back to here and I'm going to be a better person for our relationship because I know you respond to that, right? I know that you'll respond to those things. And if I change my perspective in the whole situation and realize that 
by me wanting and needing all these things, I was lacking and giving you what you needed as well. And that's how you break the cycle of what you're going through is mm. by being able to say, okay, yes, I need these things, but I'm not going to get these things if he comes home and I'm like bitching at him about those things. I'm only going to get those things by giving him those things and he responds back to me and gives them back. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to break that cycle is being able to come to a good place within you. And then maybe on another day you get like you give hints in a positive way to say, hey, I I want this in our relationship or I need this in our relationship instead of him coming home. And I'm like laying down a hundred things that like have gone wrong in the past month, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Talking to somebody recently and uh, they don't have let's see they don't necessarily have all the things that ideally they would like to have right um, and I don't want to get very specific but um, one partner said to the other partner I just wish we had all, I just wish we could do this thing or I wish we had this thing. And the other partner who was the sole provider of the family, right? All of a sudden, the way they feel is when you say you wish we had this thing, that means you wish I got you this thing or I could afford this thing, right? Like, it, it, like that person may not have been coming across like trying to like, cause stress in their life but that is stress going right into the fucking ears right <laughs> you know um and it's because they're not necessarily working as a cup as, as a partnership right you know um but i but 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 i told him i'm like you know i'm like i don't think she necessarily means to make you feel that way but i certainly can understand how you feel because i've felt the same way and times in my life also they don't mean to make you feel bad but when you're the one that's working you're the one providing all you hear is stress coming to your all you hear is you're not enough you don't have enough you don't make enough you don't give me enough you don't do enough right you know and uh, it would do well for people to consider things like that before they say things like that or when they say things like that and then this person responds and says, you know how that makes me feel, not get all defensive, right? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, It's shit, that response-able like, thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, you're able to respond and say and be all butthurt and victimized about it. Or you can say, okay, i got to look at it from their perspective. There's There's been times and not necessarily that same situation where you've said <laughs> something to me and I'm like, let me try to explain to you how that makes me feel when you yeah. say, say that, right? And you're like, oh, shit, right? Yeah. And I wouldn't know that that's the way it's coming across yeah. to you. Yeah. And you wouldn't know how I'm trying to put it across to you, how we had not had those conversations. Yeah. yeah. And that's why you're saying, like, there is a partnership that has to be there, right? Like, if you're all singling, you don't have these conversations, then it, that, that partner is going to be resentful. Like, they don't even appreciate what I've done thus far, yeah, right? Yeah. They're just expecting more and more and more, and I can't accomplish that for them. Yeah, I I remember when when we were young and our kids were young, and you were staying home with the kids and not working. And I know you remember this too, but we were not doing super well money wise, right? And. Um, some people like live week to week. I felt like most of the time I lived like day to day <laughs> and Shri would call me and be like, Hey, do you have money to put in the bank because this bill's going to come out? Hey, do you have money? And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like she didn't mean me mean to make me feel like a paycheck, but that's how it made me feel. Right. Like I was nothing more than a paycheck where she was just like actually trying to like make things work. So we didn't fucking lose our house and have the power turned off. Right. But you communicate in a way and it just like people just innately just feel these ways. Right. And so there has to be a better way to communicate and move on. 
Um, well, I, I think it all has to do with that communication thing because when you, it's kind of like what you were saying before where like if you do it a thousand times, it doesn't sting as bad, right? Yeah. If your communication is constantly going on, then it doesn't sting as bad, yeah. right? It's when the communication stops where it starts to sting because all of a sudden, instead of having a partnership, you're stuck in your own head, you're going through this cycle in your head and you're becoming crazy because guess what? When you have something that's going through your head, you're the only one that's giving yourself advice. You know? <laughs> and, and nothing is getting better because it's like the only person that's giving you advice. And that's why like I even believe that we all need to have mentors because all of a sudden like you're taking advice from somebody who's maybe done it before and you can actually move to a different level instead of recycling that information. Yeah. Talking to yourself in your head does make you crazy actually. And I actually had this thought last night. So I had a somewhat stressful situation occurring with work the other day. And last night I'm laying in bed and I couldn't get the stupid thing out of, of, of my head. And I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, this does me no fucking good. I'm using my imagination to cause myself to be miserable, you know? And that's what you do. Like you make yourself nuts, right? Back, so I used to live in the Philippines. I served a mission for the Mormon church out there. And sometimes you would see people walking down the street talking to to, to, to themselves. And they sure were... It wasn't, was that Salt Lake? Happens here too. <laughs> Hap, ha, happened a lot out there. But yeah. um, right? Just means like, oh, they're, they're the crazies right you know we do that to ourselves all the time right we just don't oh, seem yeah. crazy <laughs> because it's in our head and we don't move our mouths right i've yeah. i've got a, a nephew that he pulled up to meet me one day and he had a mask on in his car you know during covid stuff right but he's in the car by himself then he gets out of the car and he gets in the car with me and t t takes it off and i'm like I have to ask you, dude, like, like, I don't really care that you wore your mask in the car by yourself, but I do think it's odd that it was, you were in the car by yourself with your mask on. Then you get in the car with me and you just take it off. And he goes, Oh, he goes, well, that's because when I'm in the car by myself, I talk to myself and I feel like people think I'm weird because I'm t t talking to myself. <laughs> so I wear my mask so people can't hear me talking or see okay. me talking. I, I do that same thing. Actually, <laughs> right? I weirdly like... You wear a mask no, in your no, car no. so you can so, talk. <laughs> so I used to do the same thing when I was young, a young mom. Like yeah. I, I didn't have those adult conversations very often. And so I would go to the store and you I'd find talk myself to talking to myself. <laughs> So I realized I had to like bring a kid with me, yeah. so it looked like I was talking to a kid yeah. instead of talking to myself. So but, I can't. But as crazy as it looks, when we see people talking out loud to themselves, we do that to ourselves daily. Yeah. Nightly in bed when we can't sleep because we just keep like the hamster just keeps go going right. Mm -hmm. And this is where I've told pe people before. You know, I don't. You know, I left the Mormon religion. I don't subscribe to any religion. However, the one, if I did have to pick one, Buddhism would be the one, right? And it's because before it was a religion, it was just simply a philosophy. And most of it has to do with meditation, quieting your mind, and just stopping the hamster from running in your goddamn head nonstop, right? Yeah. Now, I don't meditate as often as I wish I could or... Sometimes not at all, but when I do, when I have, it's amazing what that does to learn how to just like calm that hamster down and tell it to shut the fuck up and stop. Just sit down, right? You know, um, because it makes you nuts, right? And that's what we do. So we dwell on that shit. So we get mad at our partner. They're at work all day and we're just fucking stewing on it, right? Just the hamster just going, 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 going. By the time like they get home, you're like way more ang angry than you were before, right? Yeah. It's just it just does no one I any good at all. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have to make the choice. You have to get to the point where like, okay, motherfucker, stop, we're running up there, <laughs> stop, like we're done. Yeah. This is this is it. Yeah. It's like, over. That's what I had to do that day. I remember like I was even sitting in our closet and I was just like 
kind of depressed about like our closet. Yeah, like our de- like our argument that we had yeah. or whatever we yeah. were going through. And I remember in that moment, like I I realized I'm like you know, this isn't getting me anywhere by like just feeling angry about the things that I felt like I needed or that I deserved from the relationship. And then I like switched my thinking and thinking, how does Brandon feel about it? What movie is he watching? Like, what are you, are you feeling the same way? And all of a sudden I had like this aha moment that, holy shit, we're both feeling the same way. And I didn't even probably even have a thought to how you felt. All of a, that's why I say it's a selfish yeah. thing, right? Because I was so concerned about the way that I was feeling that I didn't even take into consideration that we're going through this thing together and you might be feeling the exact same way that I'm feeling. And I'm not giving you what I'm lacking because I'm lacking it and I feel like I deserve it, right? And you're not getting from me that same thing because I'm taking it away from you. And But in that same moment, you're lacking that because I'm not giving it to you. And it was just this aha moment of like, okay, if I want to receive this, I've got to give this thing. Yeah. And I don't think, I think we just get so wrapped up in like what we need and, and being, and, and selfish seems like an angry, bad word. Like it almost seems like a swear word in a certain way, but like, it seems like a scary word when you say it out loud. But honestly, that's really what it is. It's just being like, I deserve this. I need this. I want this. Like I, I, if I don't get this, then our relationship should be over. Yeah. But wait a second. You got to think about it and think, what movie is my partner watching? Are they getting those same things? It goes back to that principle that we've all heard before where, like, instead of looking for the p- person, like, instead of looking for your dream person, like, when you're single, right? Be the person that your dream person will want to be with, right? Yeah. And when you do that, you will attract it, right? And that's the same thing we're talking about with life and not quitting, right? Like taking action. If you want to have these rewards in life, you have to be the person that deserves those rewards in life. If you want to have your partner respond to you in a certain way, if you want, let's be real. Like we always go back to this in this podcast because I believe strongly in this and Sri does too. Attraction's a thing. Listen, in relationships, Sex life's a thing, right? If you want your partner to think you're sexy and look at you with like, oh, damn, that dude's hot or that chick's hot, right? You got to be hot. You can't just demand somebody to think you're cute, right? You got you to gotta actually be cute, right? I mean, if you want to, your partner to look up to you and, and admire you because you're such a hard worker, you got to fucking be a hard worker, if you want them to admire you because you provide, you have to provide, right? If you want them to admire you because you don't ever quit, you don't give up. Well, you can't ever quit. You can't ever give up, right? Now, there's days where you want to fucking like, like sit down in the closet, like Sharia said, and cry, right? But you, like, you do that thing, you get over it, and you fucking move on, right? You yeah. figure it out. You FIO, right? And it's okay to have those moments because you're going to have those moments. Totally. You have to have those moments, and you have to feel that pain because in that moment, I didn't even realize that you could, con- you could possibly be having those same feelings. And I think in that moment, we both were having those feelings, but I was just like, I'm the only one feeling this way. And I'm, oh, I'm so angry. Shree had this <laughs> imagination that I'm just like walking through life on clouds, blissful. I'm like, damn you, Brandon. My life's so great. I like that look. Like Everything I mean, is awesome. <laughs> right? Like the Lego movie. But, um, but really in a partnership, if something's not awesome for your partner, it's usually not awesome for the other one. Usually not. No, that's, that's usually not the way it goes. <laughs> Unless the dude is like, or the chick is like. Oblivious. Oblivious, <laughs> narcissistic as fuck. Who knows what, right? But, 
But no, usually like, that's not the case. If you, one's been yeah. miserable, usually so is the partner. And I think it's important to feel those emotions because if you don't feel those emotions, you can't move through those emotions. So you you cry about it, you get over it, and you say, guess what? I'm better for it. I'm moving forward. I'm going to give instead of realize what I'm lacking or oh, yeah. like say just stating what you're lacking and letting that hamster wheel like go in your head and circle around and around and around until you're crazy because it's so easy to get in that moment we all do we've all been there we've all been to the deepest moments of our lives and it looks different for everybody and i know like earlier on i said like some other people might not have the level of hardship that i might be going through but i don't mean that in a negative way like Anything you're going through, but some is people your own. have you have it way worse yeah. though, right? Like, but I mean, like everybody watches their own movies, so their hardest thing might be easy for me, and my hardest oh thing my might be yeah. easy for them. So don't compare yourself yeah. to other people and say one of like one of my biggest pet peeves when I meet like when I hang out with people is when they say, "Oh, Brandon Street, you have this perfect relationship. You're so great. I wish mine was like yours." And it's like. You don't You're get like, it. Like I we, hate that motherfucker. <laughs> no, like <laughs> we all go through this shit. We've all experienced this shit, but it's when you realize that you can make it through that. You can be resilient. I think you can move I, forward. I think there is a difference there, though. I think we do try harder. Yeah. Than some do. Yeah. I won't say all, but some. You know, and. Uh, I think people think that on the surface, because, like we we seem like this perfect thing, and I think it's good for people to know that we go through those things, but we just realize over time we've like realized okay, there's these techniques that we use here and there to get us through these things because we all go through these hard things, and it's just whether you're going to be resilient, you're going to make it through. Or you're going to say, you know what, this is my lot in life. I'm just going to make it through this painful life that I live. Or you can take action and say, you know what, I don't deserve this lot in life. I'm not going to leave my spouse. I'm going to make it the best life we could ever have possible. And it's when you decide that that's what you want that you work towards that. And that's another thing that I like have, like I've read in the book that I've been reading is just like, have the end in mind. Right. Yeah. I want to be 70. Like we were talking this about this before we got on the podcast about how like we want to be 70 and we want to do all this cool stuff. But I know that that's a goal that we have in mind and having that goal in mind, like kind of keeps pointing me towards that when we go through hard times, you know, and then there's another thing that I don't think we've ever even t- touched on yet is this though. Sometimes, I don't know if you've ever thought this, but when we've had shitty times, I've thought this. I look at these little people that we made, and I think those little, like, there's only one person in life that you choose to be in your life, and that's your spouse, right? Your kids, you didn't necessarily, I mean, I guess you chose them because you made an act, but they're, like, fucking yours, right? You, they Like, you made them, right? Your spouse you chose, you're like, hey, I think that person right there is cool. Come over here. Let's spend the rest of our life together, right? That that was like a choice, right? Yeah. But you made these little people, and they fucking deserve for you to love their mom or their dad. Yeah. They and deserve so, for you to take the extra effort to yeah. change your perspective sometimes. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, they so there's there's been times where I where I look at these little kids and not only would I like never make the choice to leave them on my own, right? Like I would I'd go through some hell and back before I ever chose to leave because I don't ever want to like not have my kids in my life, right? Full time. Um but they just they just deserve to look at their mom and dad and know that they love each other and actively love each other. Yeah. You know, like they need to see those moments because sometimes I think we we try to make it through as couples, but we end up having making kind of a toxic home for our kids because we're we're trying to just make it work. And so you can either make it work or you can make it the best life you ever had. And you have that choice. You really have that choice unless you're in some abusive relationship or a really awful relationship or 
any of those things. Like you really have to make the choice to make it your best life. And why not? You know, why not make it your best life? And why not have a partner in crime for your best life? Yeah. Because once you know that you want to have that best, best life with the partner that you chose, then your whole world kind of changes and opens up to different perspectives. And I think it makes it a little bit easier to be resilient in those times. And and just realizing that we all watch our own movie. We all are a bit crazy. And that's okay. As long as your crazy matches my crazy, then we're good. At least most of the time, huh? (laughs) Hey, what'd you say? (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, I think that was fun. I think that was a good place to close, huh? Yeah. All right. Well, um, that was fun. Glad, glad, glad to be back, and we'll we'll be back next week. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Okay. Peace out. Peace. All right. Love you guys. Later on. See ya. Bye bye. See ya. Again. <laughs> After a while, crack do the four, 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 four,